0: Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Sometimes we're just going to have to wait uh, for the promise to manifest. Just going to have to wait. You have the faith, uh, you, you have the word, and you have the faith, and you've been speaking, and you've been saying. Sometimes there is a waiting process through faith and patience. We will inherit the promise. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now here is today's message. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome once again to another service right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. We're going to have an awesome time in the name of the Lord Jesus. And I thank you so much for joining me today. For those of you that are joining us for the very first time, if you're watching us by way of YouTube, make sure if you find value in this video, you hit the like button and subscribe if you want to see more content like this, and click the bell button to get notified when the next video comes out. If you've been joining us from a long time, you've been with us for a while, we want to welcome you guys back. I want to welcome all of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Hello, guys, and welcome Kingdom Rock Nation, our online community and partners. Thank you so very much for helping to make this day possible. Thank you for helping us to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ all around the world. And as we say here at Kingdom Rock, when you give, people live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, as you know, we've been in a series uh, for the last month or so, maybe a couple of months now, entitled The God Life, and uh, this is thrilling. The Lord Jesus is giving us awesome words in order to live by in this new season. Yes, we're in a new season right now, and for some, this is going to be one of the best years ever of your entire life. You're going to see God moving before you in some supernatural, awesome ways. So I pray that you stick with us and we'll walk through this God life together. Amen and amen. All right. Today, uh, I want to just proclaim this once again. In this series, we're going to walk in the promises of God and we're going to declare a thing or decree a thing and see it established. This is when we're going to go ahead and talk about Job for a second. Let's go to Job, Job 22, verse 28. And it says this, Thou shalt also decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee, and the light shall shine upon thy ways. Well, you know, in this series, this comes with a confession. So we're going to decree. We're going to make some decrees. We're going to declare the decrees. And we're going to see these things happen before us. So once we say these, or as we're about to say these confessions, I want you to say them with boldness, say them with power and conviction. I want you to say them out loud and and say them with authority. Amen. Don't just, oh Lord, Lord. No, 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 no. We've done that for too long. Now it's time to be bold. Now it's time to uh, poke your chest out. Praise God. And if you're a man, put some bass in your voice. If you're a woman, put some high pitch in your voice. I don't know. But but I want you to say it boldly and enthusiastically. And let's declare the word of God. Amen. All right, let's go. I am a child of God and a joint heir with Christ. I don't have to be broke, sick, worried, or sad another day of my life. I believe I receive the abundant life Jesus has laid up for me. I cast all my cares unto the Lord, because he cares for me. Therefore I live a carefree life of peace and blessings. I am victorious through Christ Jesus, and the powers of darkness are now under my feet. I am no longer a victim of circumstance. Today, I decree I am an overcomer. All my sins have been washed away, and I have constant peace and communion with God the Father. God is for me, and I obey his voice. Therefore, his blessings are overtaking me right now. Glory to God. Now, let me give you this this one word here. We're going to go further on into this. I want to make sure that we get this nice and clear. Your life will not rise higher than your confession. Or we can say this way. Your life will never advance beyond the scope of your confession. If you say, I can't, right, you won't. But if you say, I will, and let me tell you, you will too. You'll get it. <laughs> your life will never rise beyond the scope of your confession. All right? So we don't want to be negative. We want to speak what God says. And we're going to see what he has planned for us. Amen? To that end, we've, uh, last time we were together, we talked about hearing, believing, and speaking. Hearing, believing, and speaking. And we're going to continue with that same flow today. And that takes us right back to Mark, the 11th chapter. So let's go here just for a moment, and then we're going to go further on. Mark 11, verses 22 through 24, and it says this, Jesus says, and Jesus answered, answering, saith unto them, have faith in God. Now, hold there for a second, have faith in God. Now, we know that faith uh, means that we are fully persuaded of what father said. We're fully persuaded of his reality. We're fully persuaded that what father said is true beyond what we feel, see, hear, think. We believe that what father said is true. The Lord Jesus said, have faith in God. Now, of course, we know we can have faith in money, faith in other people, faith in the system of things, faith in a vaccine. We can have faith in a lot of things. But Jesus says, have faith in God. And in order for us to live this God life, we're going to have to have faith in God. Amen? Faith in God. So Jesus starts this whole thing off, this God life, talking about having faith in God. Be fully confident in Father's ability. All right. Have faith in God. And then he says here in verse number 23, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith uh, shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Now notice once again all the saying that goes on here. Let me read that one more time. Verse 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith, hold on there for a second. The Lord said, if you believe that what you're saying shall come to pass, you will have whatsoever you say. Now, believing is, uh, uh, is akin to faith, of course. You can use these words really interchangeably sometimes. But for our lesson today, for this thought that I want to give you today, this word from heaven is simply this, believing and faith simply means that there is no warring going on in your heart against the word of God. God says you're healed and you say, amen, I'm healed. No warring faults, no competing faults or notions. What God said is it. What God said, he said it. I believe it. That settles it. I stand upon the word of God. So when we talk about believing, We're talking about no conflicting faults, no conflicting, um, even emotions, because you have settled this in your heart. You have settled this. God's word is true beyond what I see, beyond what I feel, beyond what I've heard. I believe the word of God. All right. And so the Lord said, if you believe that what you say shall come to pass, you will have what you say. So he's talking a lot about saying. Remember, we talked about hearing, believing, hearing, believing, and saying, or speaking. Hearing, believing, and speaking, right? And so he goes on down now, verse 24, and he says, Therefore I say unto you, I love that word, therefore, you know, in conclusion. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire when ye pray, Believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, notice something. He says, Whatever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. Now, praying is saying. Can you say that with me? Praying is saying. When you pray, you say. What are you saying? You are saying words, right? Praying is saying. You're going to find it very difficult to pray without saying something. When you're saying is communication, prayer is communication. Uh, you say, well, what, what about Hannah? She was in the temple and she didn't say anything out loud, but she said it under her breath. Well, what about the people that, um, that are mute? They can't speak. Well, many times they communicate with their hands. Well, you know, many times you can pray just inwardly, just talking to the father without opening your mouth. But you're still saying something, right? praying is saying saying is praying so we can also look at this in the context of scripture the lord says what things soever you desire when you pray or when you say what things soever you desire when you pray or when you say believe when you say believe when you say believe that you what receive them and you will have them now, let's talk about that for a moment. When you say, or we can say, when you pray, or when you say, you believe. You believe that you receive, and then you'll have. Let's break that down for a second. Believe that you receive, and then you'll have. When you say, or when you pray, believe that you receive and you will have one more time when you pray or when you say, believe that you receive and then you'll have. All right. So there are some differences here, right? Now, when you are praying or when you're saying you do not have the full manifestation of what you believe in God for you believe in the Lord for healing for your body, but you still feel the pain. You believe in the Lord for the new job, but still right now you're at home. You're unemployed. You believe in the Lord for a new house, but yet still you still you you're you're in the apartment. You believe in the Lord for a, a new car, but yet you're on public transportation. And Jesus said, "Whatsoever you desire, when you pray or when you say, believe that you what that you receive, and then you'll have." So. When I'm saying or when I'm praying, if I believe that I receive. Now, the word receive there means to to lay hold of. It means to seize. It means to take. So there's something spiritually, it's not physical yet. The blessing, the thing that you've been uh, praying for, asking for, or saying does exist. It does have an existence, but right now is existing in the spirit realm because you are praying with your spirit man, right? You're praying with your spirit, the real you, the real you is talking to God. You may be hearing words coming out of your mouth, but your real the real you is praying talking to God. Spirit talks to spirit. Spirit talks to spirit, right? Or we can say spirit communes with spirit, flesh communes with with flesh, uh soul commune with soul. So as we are talking with God, spirit to spirit. He has something in the spirit realm. Some say in the fourth dimension, he has something that is there that you need here, right? And he said, if you lay hold to it, Jesus is telling him this, telling us this, because remember he's the king of the kingdom. He knows how this thing works. He is the one that is ushering us into this God life. He says that if you believe that you receive it, if you believe that you have laid hold to it, if you believe that you have have seized your miracle, if you have believed that you have received your healing, you believe that you receive that job, or receive that car, or receive that money, or receive that special anointing, what have you believed in God for? If you believe, if you are fully persuaded within, if there is nothing warring within, if the matter has been settled, within you, and as you pray, as you say, you believe that you receive. You've got it. You've laid hold to it. I mean, you've got some spiritual hands, if you will, that have reached out and, and, and snatched it. You're mine. I got you now. I got you now, right? I believe I have received it. Jesus said, if you, if you do that, if you pray, say, and you believe that you receive it, that you seize it, he said, You know what? It's going to manifest. You'll have it. You'll have it. Here's the thing. Simply put, you must have before you have. Does that make sense? You've got to believe you receive before it manifests. If you do that now, somebody said, Well, how do I do that? How do I know I've done that? Well, you know, one point, uh, one point in, a time in my life, I was looking for a treadmill, you know, one uh, an exercise, you know, a treadmill. And, uh, I needed, uh, I placed an order for it. You know, we, or rather let me say it this way. We, we shopped around for it on the internet and all that stuff. And, and I believe I, I found it. I found the one that I wanted, but well, what did I do prior to that? I cleaned out a space for it. I said, I want to put it right here. I saw myself working out on, it. I saw myself running and, and walking on it. And, and this morning I, I walked on it too. And uh, I saw that and I I saw uh, well the the TV. I want to hang a TV in the room, too, so that as I'm walking, I have my headphones on and I can uh, enjoy some sort of programming as I'm walking and and doing it. Well, I saw all of that before it manifested, before it actually got there to the house. I believe that I received it. You know, and many times that uh, when we place orders online, you have to receive it. Before you have it right, you have to receive re meaning again, receive meaning to possess, right? You have to repossess it before you actually have it. So even though you place the order, you put your credit card in all that stuff and you get an email confirmation that confirmation says you have received. Now you just got to wait in order to have it, right? You're going to find this same sort of thing in the Word of God. If you believe your believing or your faith is the currency, it's the currency. If you believe it, if you believe that you have received it, that you have got it, you believe that you receive it, then you'll see it, then it'll manifest. Does that make sense? You'll see this whole thing throughout the word of God as it goes back and forth as it relates to this God life. All right. So here's the question I want to ask you today. And we're going to really look at this for the time that we have. What happens when you've been saying it and saying it and saying it and you don't see it? You say, I believe I receive. I believe I receive, but you don't see it. You've been waiting for a while and you know, you got faith you know you have faith for it. You've cleared out a section for it. You, uh, you may be in a wheelchair, but you see yourself up walking and, and leaping and running. You know it. You know you believe it. So you've been saying it, but you haven't seen it. But well, what do you need? What do you need? Well, the Bible says that you also need patience along with your faith. And let's look at that in, in the, um, as a matter of fact, let's look at that in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews, the sixth chapter. Let's go to Hebrews, the sixth chapter. I think you're really getting something out of this. Let's read Hebrews 6. Let's look at verse number, uh, verse numbers 11 through 15. Hebrews 6, 11 through 15. And it says here, and we desire that every one of you do show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope unto the end. Be diligent until the end. You see that? Be diligent until the end. Hold on to your faith until the end. Look at verse number 12. That ye be not slowful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Who through faith and patience inherit the promise. That's the formula. Through faith and patience, you inherit the promise. But look at the very um, top of the verse again, verse 12. He says that you be not slowful. Slowfulness will gum up the works of your faith and patience. Slowfulness will dull your faith. Slowfulness. Now, the word slowful here means To to be slow, of course, to be slow. It means to be dull. Here's a fancy word. It means to be languid. Can you say languid, class? (laughs) It means to be languid. And languid means uh, unenergetic. You know, you, if, you, if you ever had one of those days, you didn't feel like going anywhere. you didn't feel like really getting out of the bed. You know, you just wanted to just lay around and not do anything. You didn't have any energy. Just just wanted, oh, I'm just going to, oh, I'm just going to lay here for a while longer. You know, to be unenergetic. And this word slowful also means to be sluggish. Sluggish. You've seen a slug before. Oh, I know it, right? Yeah. Sluggish. So the word says slowfulness mean here, he's when he says that you be not slowful. He's saying don't be slug ish or like a slug. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, not. Uh, thank you, Lord, for your wonderful creatures. <laughs> don't be like a don't be like a slug moving. So slow, unenergetic and and also slowfulness. Uh, slowful here can be translated weak. Don't do that. You need to put some energy behind this. You want to possess what God has for you? Then we're going to have to be diligent. Hallelujah. And not slowful. Diligent to possess it. We're going to be diligent until the end. Diligent until the time of possession. And we're going to do this through faith and patience. Now both are needed, faith and patience. Let's look on. And the Lord gives us a wonderful example. So again, through faith and patience, we will inherit the promise. We'll inherit what God has said we can have. Verse 13 says, and here's a wonderful example. Verse 13 says, for when God made promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swear by himself saying, surely blessing, I will bless thee and multiplying, I will multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, patience and waiting, those two words, if you think about it, those two words really denote some amount of pain. We're in pain when we have to wait on something. Oh my goodness, we're in pain. We got to wait. Let's say you're waiting on dinner to finish cooking. Your mama's in the kitchen and she's cooking, and you're hungry. There's a measure of pain there. You're in the drive-through. There's a long line. You're in rush-hour traffic. There's a wait. There is some measure of pain. You're waiting on. Maybe you're waiting on your wedding day. That waiting denotes some measure of pain because you want it now. You want it now. And so when you think about patience and waiting, there's pain. But that pain is producing something in you that is extremely valuable. And we're going to see this. It's producing something in you that's extremely valuable. As we talk about Abraham, how Abraham waited. Abraham heard a word from the Lord that he would be the father of many nations. And he waited, he and Sarah, they both waited for 25 years before they finally received the promise, before they finally had or took possession of the physical Isaac, right? They waited, they heard the word, and they kept that word in their heart. And they believed that what God said would come to pass, and, and they had whatsoever they, they said. They were reminded. God even changed their names. changed uh, Abraham's name first from Abram to Abraham. Abraham meaning father of many nations, The Lord changed Sarah's name to Sarah, meaning noble woman, noble woman. Now, that's interesting, isn't it? Father of many nations, you don't have any children. You're old. You're about 100 years old. You don't have any children. What do you mean you're father of many nations? But every time Abraham was called into dinner, somebody said, Abraham, Abraham, it's come, it's dinner time, it's dinner time. He was reminded of what God promised him he answered to the name. Yes, I'm Abraham. I am the father of many nations. What do you mean, man? You are old. You are old, about 75 years old when God gave him the promise. Now a 100 years old, uh, waiting on the birth of Isaac. Hallelujah. But he heard a word from God and he continued to say it. I am Abraham. I am Abraham. I am the father of many nations. I am the father of many nations. Hallelujah. Let's look at that. This is wonderful. Let's look at that entire account there um, in the New Testament. Let's go to Romans, Romans 4, Romans 4, verse 17 through 21. What are we saying as we do this? You believe in God for your healing? You believe in him for your miracle? You believe in him for your breakthrough? You got to say it and keep on saying it. Say it and keep on saying it. Believe him and keep on believing him. Be fully persuaded. Let's look at this. Let's look at Hebrews, or rather uh, Romans, Romans 4, Romans 4, verses 17 through 21, it says this, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead. In other words, who brings dead things back to life, right? Or brings, or brings life to dead situations. It says, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not, and calleth those things which be not as though they were. Now, Abraham picked that up uh, about uh, the character of God. God called things that be not. In other words, that Abraham didn't see. God reacted to those things or interacted with those things as if they already existed. Here again, here's a part of this God life. Abraham noticed, hmm, father. Father. Father God, you talk about stuff that does not exist as if they really existed. Hmm. You say that I'm a father of many nations when I am very old, but yet and still you say it exists. Hmm. You say, Lord, that I am healed even though I'm here in the hospital. You say, Lord, I'm free even though I'm in the jail cell. You say, Lord, that I am delivered even though I'm still here in in, uh, rehab, no matter what the situation is. You say, Lord, that that I have plenty when I look around and I see lack. You say, Lord, that I'm full of energy and vitality and live an abundant life when I see opposite. Remember, God speaks those things that be not as though they were because they actually are. And through faith and declaring the word of God through faith and patience, you will inherit the thing that God is talking about, just like Abraham did. Let's look, let's go on a little bit further. Verse 18, verse 18 says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations. According to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he believed God so much he didn't even think about his own body. That's like you believing God for your new job. But uh, they say, well, the the job market is already filled up in that. You can't find one because there's so many positions. I don't consider that. I just consider what God said. Glory to God. I just consider what God said. I have blinders on and I see God. I have God vision. Praise the Lord. The Bible says here, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about an hundred years old. Neither yet, the, the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Look at verse 20 again. He staggered not. Think about that. He staggered not. He staggered not at the promise of God. Stagger. What what happens when you stagger? You stagger left, or stagger right, stagger left, you stagger right. You know, I believe or I don't believe. Yes, I believe, I believe God's gonna do it. No, I don't believe. Is that what we're doing in the spirit realm? Are we walking around like drunk people in the spirit? You know, is that what the devil's seeing in our day-to-day lives? We believe, we don't believe. Is that why we're not possessing anything? Because we're not fully persuaded of what the Father said? Are we like drunken people staggering back and forth through unbelief. The Bible says here, he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Look at verse 21. And having rather and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. Abraham said, Hey, I believe you, Lord, you wouldn't have given me a promise that you weren't able to fulfill. Same thing about your healing. Same thing about your healing. The father would not have given you the promise for healing if you weren't able to perform it. Regardless of what the doctor says, regardless of, of how you feel, we declare right now, we declare the decree. God has already made a decree that by the stripes of Jesus, you're healed. Let's take possession of that, that right now in Jesus name. Look past your body. Look past how you feel. Let's let's go in the same pattern here. Abraham said he he or well, the word says that Abraham considered not his own body. So consider not your own body right now. How you feel how the pain is there. Consider not your own body, but consider what God says. The Bible says in Isaiah, oh, one of my favorite scriptures, the Bible says that Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes you are healed. Through the stripes of Jesus you are healed. Now let that word settle it. Now, you believe that word, and I want you to reach up and receive your healing right now. Take possession of it. I want you to lay hold on it, and I want you to declare, Father, I thank you. I am healed. Father, I thank you. I am healed. How do we lay hands on something that we can't feel, that we can't see? Well, we lay hands on it with something else that's invisible. Your words, your words are invisible, and it takes an invisible substance to grab and take hold of something else that is an invisible substance substance. So through your words, through your faith, through your belief, you declare by the stripes of Jesus. Father, I agree. I am healed. I am healed. I will not consider the pain in my body. I will not consider my bank account. I will not consider my, my uh, marital status. I believe what you promised me has come to pass. Hallelujah. You know, I told us we talk about marriage, believing for mate. You know, one thing that I always try to tell, especially young men, uh, when they're looking for a wife, and I have a friend who's now married, praise God, and uh, he was really, I mean, really looking for a wife. He really wanted to be married. good man, good man, and and he's made um, his now present wife a very happy woman, and he's very happy too. But prior to that, as we were seeking uh, for in prayer for him, you know, I told him, my friend, I want you to begin to pray for your wife. He said, what are you talking about? I don't know who she is. Yes, but God knows who she is. Begin to receive her uh, as wife and begin to pray for her pray over her pray for her health pray for her wellness pray for her safety begin to be begin to be a prayer covering for her right now even before she arrives because again father knows where she is he knows who she is and you can begin to take on that role of husband right now by making sure that you have uh, financial, financial things in order making sure that you are beginning to take on that role right now before she arrives well, not much, not too long after that, maybe a couple of months later, uh, he did indeed meet this young lady and they fell in love and are happily married now. So what happened? He had to receive her before he uh, before he saw her physically. The same thing happened with me. But that's a long story. Praise the Lord. Before I met my wife, the Lord dealt me about praying praying for her. Now, that's been almost 30 years ago, praise God. And I'm extremely happy now, praise God. And I believe she is too. She was was here. But anyway, uh, I believe that I held her hand in mine as I was up early in the morning praying. I was praying for her. I intimately or vehemently prayed for her with passion that God would keep her safe and he would protect her that he would heal a heart, that he would make a whole. And you know, when I finally saw her, even though I, I had received her in spirit, and when I saw her, I knew. It was love at first sight. I knew. I didn't have to think about it. I knew that she was the one, because I had already received, I have already received that relationship in the spirit, and just uh, having that relationship in the natural just a formality then, because that I had already received it. Glory to God! It was the consummation of it. Are you are you with me? All right, let's go ahead and begin to close out just shortly. So, sometimes we're just going to have to wait uh, for the promise to manifest. Just going to have to wait. You have the faith. Uh, you you have the word, and you have the faith, and you've been speaking, and you've been saying. Sometimes there is a waiting process through faith and patience. We will inherit the promise. Well, think about Daniel, Daniel, the 10th the, uh, the chapter, where Daniel received the word. He received the dream, a message from heaven. And he sought to understand that word, sought to understand that message that, that God had given unto him. it took him about 21 days to actually get an answer. Let's go on down to Daniel, the 10th chapter, verse number 12, when the angel gets there. I want you to see this. Daniel 10 verse 12, because this is actually what's happening now with you and I. Grab a hold of this. Daniel 10 verse 12. And it says, then said he unto me, fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand. And to chasten thyself before the before thy God. Thy words were heard and I am come for thy words. In other words, I am here in response to what you have said. Daniel, you released the word from the first day that you released your words. First day that you prayed, Daniel start fasting, right? You start fasting for 21 days. He starts saying words, start talking to God from the first day. He set his heart. In other words, he said, I'm not going to waver on this. I need an answer. I'm not going to move. I don't care how long it takes. I will wait right here until I get an answer from the Lord. He set himself. And from the moment that he set himself, what happened? The angel was released. The moment he set himself, the angel was released. The angel was released. Well, it took him 21 days to get there because we know that uh, the prince of Persia, uh, demonic uh, power, uh, withstood that angel. And of course, we know that Michael, uh, the archangel Michael, had to assist this angel uh, to get the message there to Daniel. But the but the but the theme here that I want to say is that Daniel had to set himself set. This word is true. I'm going to seek God for this answer and I'm not going to move until I until I see this. From the very first day that he made that decree or he made that confession, the first day that he said it within his heart, "I will have this." The answer was released. It just took a while for him to, for the angel to get there. I think about this as well, when the Lord Jesus there in uh, Luke the 17th chapter, Luke 17, when uh, some lepers men, I, I believe 10 lepers men came to him, and they said here in verse number 13, Luke 17 verse 13, They lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, go, show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Now, Jesus spoke a word and said, uh, go show yourself to the priest. In other words, that's what you would do uh, in order to enter society if you had a disease disease. The priest had to clear you. Much like we go to our doctors today and you say you have a virus, say you have a cold or whatever, a flu, whatever. They have to clear you to go back to work. And so the Lord was telling them, hey, yes, you still have the symptoms. And they still had the symptoms and uh, everything that was um, related to related to um, leprosy. But Jesus said, go do this. Show yourself to the priest, meaning I've done it. I've done the work. You're healed. Well, they left this presence still looking the exact same, but as they went, they noticed that they were healed. Some time had taken place between the moment Jesus spoke it and the moment they received, they actually uh, had their healing. But remember again, as they went in faith from the presence of the Lord, keeping that word in their hearts, there was a time that they didn't see it, but as they continued to believe, they took possession of it. Isn't that awesome? We could go to one more when we look at it. Remember, and also in Mark the eleventh chapter, when Jesus spoke to the fig tree, he said, uh, "No man eat fruit from you uh, from here on ever, from here on out." I'm paraphrasing there, and and nothing seemed to happen. But the next morning, Peter looked and realized, as they were walking by the same way, Peter said, "Hey, Lord, look at the fig tree you cursed. Well, it's withered away." Now. Time had passed between the moment that Jesus spoke it and he believed in what he said. Time passed between when he spoke it until they until until when he actually had the manifestation of it. So many times again is going to take time It's going to take faith and patience. But in that patient time, in that waiting time, God is perfecting you. So someone says, well, you know, why in the world is going to take so long? Why in the world do I have to wait? God can just. Why, why don't he just uh, snap his fingers and and and, get it, and make it happen? I don't understand this whole waiting process. He's God. Can he do it? I said one time, why, why can't I have it right now? Well, in that waiting process, again, he is perfecting you. Let me show you this in the book of James as we close out today. Uh, James, the first chapter. Let's read just a couple of verses here. Let's start in verse number two. It says, "My brethren, count it." all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. That means uh, various trials or troubles. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience, but let patience have her perfect work or complete work. You know, we want to jump out of bad troubles really fast. Hey, I got my hand up too. But God said, Hey, there's value in this trouble. There's value in this as you continue to say the word, but you don't see it, but you say it anyway. You say, I'm healed, but you don't feel healed. You say, I'm prosperous, but you don't see it in your bank account. There's value in that. As you continue to declare what God said, but you don't see it as you stand on faith, you're not wavering as you set yourself, not staggering. You set yourself and you say what he said. There's value in it because in that process, God is making you. He is perfecting you. Let's read on here. It says in verse number four, but let patience have her perfect work, have her complete work, that ye may be perfect, or in in this case, it is mature, that you may be mature and entire, wanting nothing. Now grab a hold of this. He says, let patience have a perfect work. In other words, don't rush this process. God is doing something with you and in you so that you can be mature and entire. Now the word entire there means to be complete in all respects. I love that. God is making you complete in all respects. It means free from sin. It means, uh, flawless. It means whole. Let's go back to the complete in all respects. So as you declare the word by the Lord stripes, I am healed, even though you still feel the pain. As you declare the word, Lord, you said you give me what I desire when I pray. If I believe I receive it, I shall have it. I desire a mate, Lord, and I don't, I don't see him now, but I believe I receive. So you say, Lord, I thank you that I'm a godly husband. Or you may say, Lord, I, I thank you that I'm a godly wife you say this thing. Do you see what I'm saying? You say, Lord, I thank you that I've received my new vehicle so I can get back and forth to work. Lord, you don't see it, but you continue to say what God says and you're standing on his word. You're not staggering back and forth. You have set yourself. So in that time period, when you're just saying the word of God, releasing the word of God, but you don't see anything in that time period when you are saying and receiving, but you still don't see it. In that time, you are getting stronger. You're becoming more complete. You're becoming mature. You're becoming complete in every respect, wanting nothing, lacking nothing. (laughs) Are you with me? He is perfecting you, growing you, maturing you, making you into some big, I mean, you are mighty through God. Are you hearing me? Oh, glory to God. So in that whole process, that's why it's taking so long, because God is building something in you. He's building something in you. And I know it's painful as we wait. Waiting is pain. Having patience, it can be painful again, because we want what we want right now. But in that time period, while you're still wearing braces, in that time period, while you're still in the wheelchair, in that time period, while you're still there on the sick bed and you declare God's word, understand he's making you complete in all respect, all respects. He's making you whole. Now, last thing I want to say here before we close out today, that as you wait on the Lord, changes are happening in this waiting process. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Isaiah, the 40th chapter, and we'll end here today. I want you to see this out of the Amplified Bible. Isaiah 40, verse number 31, Isaiah 40, 31. This is how it reads. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles. Mount up to the sun, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Well, that's God's promise. See, he's in this waiting period as you're expecting to see it. As you've made your online order, we can say, you're expecting it to come in. You're looking out of the window. Glory to God. You're, you're waiting for the confirmation. You're expecting, you're, you're making plans. This is where I'm gonna live. This is what I'm gonna have. This is what I'm gonna do with this. This is what I'm gonna do. You're making plans and you're praising God. You're thanking him. Father, I thank you that I'm healed. Father, I thank you. I thank you for my blessing. Lord, I thank you for the finances. Lord, I thank you for the job. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you're faithful. You're giving Him praise. You're giving Him glory while you're in the waiting period. I'm telling you, the more glory you give to him, the more thanks you give to him, the more you worship him during that waiting period, the more you declare his word over and over again, what's happening? He's perfecting you. And at the end of it, nothing will be lacking. Nothing will be missing. He's growing something in you that you will need in the future and the others around you will also need. In this whole process, you're discovering the God life. So, That's going to end it today. And I pray that you are blessed and that you really understood and took this word in. So be encouraged today in your walk with Christ. Be encouraged. I know a lot of things are happening in our world today. But remember, we are in the world, but we're not of the world. That means you're not subject to the things that they are subject to. We live in a higher dimension. We live in Christ. Glory to God. We're safe and secure, in Father, and we continue to declare that word of safety and security. We have hope in Christ. We're not like others. We trust in Jesus. So I pray this week that you will share your faith with someone else. I pray this week that you will get so filled with God's word, so, get so full of his love that you'll be compelled to share. And that revival will bring forth, will ring forth in your life to all those around you. I pray we'll be infectious in a good way, infectious with the love of God as it will flow from heart to heart, breast to breast. Glory to God. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, remember, you can go to my website at kingdomrock.org. There you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. and We've got a whole archive of uh, Bible teaching and instruction there on our website, absolutely free of charge. Just check it out. If you're on the Roku, um, Roku channel, if you have a Roku device, then look for us on the channel store. Look for Kingdom Rock TV. If you enjoy listening to podcasts, well, then look for as well. Look for Kingdom Rock or look for Pastor Mark Stroud. And uh, you will find us there and you're probably on the platform that you have right now because we're in a lot of places. All right, guys. And you can also catch us, yes, on revive365radio.com. That's our radio station. And also check out the 24-hour word. You can find all those links there on our website. And if you'd like to partner with me to take this gospel all around the world, we'd love to have you. Just go to the website at kingdomrock.org and click on the Give button there and give your best gift toward the ministry. As we said, Kingdom Rock, when you give, people live. All right, until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. I'll see you on the next time. Bye-bye now. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message, as well as the entire series, so check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you, and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today, only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.